0: The last thing we're discussing was how to acquire animals. We said with a big animal, there has to be a mesira, passing over of the leash with smaller animals they have to be picked up. And we saw that hachamim uh, hold that they have to be pulled. And then we asked the question, how is an elephant uh, acquired? And we said there's four ways, either with halifin, you pick up the handkerchief sort of uh, acquisition or you rent the area that the elephant is standing on or you have him stand on on your vessels or you make him stand on vines and that's considered picking him up and with that we're going to start first line in by the mishnah nechasim assets that have responsibility meaning land, Uh, land, uh, if a person lends someone money and uh, it's backed up, that means he knows uh, for sure that the assets are there for him to uh, get his payment. The, The most responsible thing is land because you know that land is not going anywhere. So whenever I say assets that have responsibility, I mean land. Whenever I say assets that don't have responsibility, I mean a movable object, a chair, a watch, anything like that. So, sheyes la Assets that have responsibility, niknin bekesef, can be acquired through cash transaction, or a document, not a receipt, a document saying that this person acquired this land, and with an action showing that you own the place but assets that don't have responsibility like movable objects and can only be bought with uh, actual uh, pulling. Yeah, someone has to grab onto it and show you own it. Movable assets can be bought with land because it's called a kinyan agav. Meaning, if uh, if I buy the land, I buy the table and chairs that come with the land. That's the Kenyan got one through the other. Number two, in, although in general we don't swear on land, but still if uh, there's movable assets that were uh, that were bought together, then that the movable assets can cause a swear on the not movable assets, the land. If something went wrong, although in general we don't swear on land, over here we would because we're swearing on the movable property as well. And the Gemara starts. We learned that land can be bought with money. But how do we know that money works to buy land? Now, although we saw it from Efron Haiti that Abraham had to pay him cash from Alatamah Bela, still maybe that's what they're going. How do we know a Jew to Jew? So Amar Pasuk says, one day will come back to Israel and they're going to buy your lands with cash. "Yeah, but Maybe it's only there has to be a contract. because the end of that pasuk says It's written in a book and sign meaning contract. So the explains explains, 'Yikhtiv Knu the basov.' If it would have said Yiknu acquired at the end, for example, if the pasuk would have said sadot and then Yiknu, could they come out? exactly like what you said that the land is bought with money and with a contract together?" Now that it says yiknu in the middle of the pasuk, it says, uh, and then it talks about the contract. It tells me that money acquires. Contract is just proof. It's like a receipt. This is only in a place where they don't write contracts. If it's a place that they write contracts for sales, Lokana a person didn't buy it until there's a contract Your money doesn't work mm-hmm. now if the buyer or seller they explained from the beginning that I want to buy it through only one way meaning only money only contract then he then he said it from the beginning and he's right and he could buy it the way he wants to buy it or sell it the way he wants to sell it Kiha. When he would buy land, he was very smart. Amar, he would tell the sellers, I get to choose the way I want to buy it, either with cash or with a contract. And what, what do he really mean? If I want to buy it with cash, meaning that if uh, once I give you the cash, if you decide to change your mind, you, the seller, decide to change your mind. You can't go back on the deal because I could always say, oh, I chose uh, money. And And it, 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 what he meant when he said, I, if I want, I want to buy it with uh, with a contract. That if I want to go back on the deal before you guys gave me a contract, I could go back on the deal. As long as the contract didn't come to me, I the whole uh, transaction has been null and void. So, yes, Ravidi Baravin, he knew how to come out the winner no matter what. Next, we said that land can be bought with a contract. How do we know? If you want to me, because the Pasuk says it's written in a book, in a book meaning a contract, it's signed by witnesses, and that's talking about the acquisition of lands. But didn't you just tell me before that the contract in that pasuk was just a receipt, it was just proof? It's not the way you buy. Remember, we we're saying it's two different things. There's the shtar the that you buy with, and then there's the receipt. It's like we said in the beginning of the Masakhet in regards to buying a woman. There's a shtar, there's that's one thing, that's how you buy a woman. Just like a KSF and just like the shtar. And there's also Ketubah, that's two separate things. They're not the same thing. So over here, you're telling me there's a star that you will buy with, and, uh, and, and there's a receipt. You were telling me that what Yirmiya was talking about was the receipt. Ela you have to bring it from a different pasuk in Yirmiya. I took the book of acquisition. So that shows you that there is a, there is a written paper, there is a written document that one could acquire with. And Amash Muel, When did we say that a contract, uh, a document, works for acquisition? When one is giving over a gift to someone, But when you're actually selling it, then you need. To, then there has to be a, a transaction of cash. There has, some money has to go from one hand to the other. A document is not good enough. So now Mativ Rav Hamnuna Rav has a problem. We have a break that says Bishtar Kitzad has a document where Katav Ala Niar Someone wrote on a piece of paper or on a on a, on a shard of uh, earthenware even if this paper or this clay doesn't, it doesn't have even, a, it's not even worth a pruta still, but if he wrote on it, that my land has been sold to you, uh, given to you, it's it's sold, it's given, meaning it works, meaning just by uh, pa- pa- handing over a document from one to the other, it works. So explains, motiv la, la. the man explains, the asked a question and, and he answered it, that talking about we're talking about a person who just wants to get rid of his land it's ugly it's disgusting it's broken down he doesn't want to even have it he just doesn't want it just take it in that type of case he's willing to get rid of it just with a document no cash cash will give me later right now just take it. the way he explains the breitah is, The person wants to give it to him as a gift. And why did he write uh, the language of a sale if he's giving it as a gift? Because he wants to strengthen his uh, his acquisition. He, he wants to give him a little bit more power, so he's calling it a sale rather than a gift. Meaning, in general, cash has to be given from one another in a sale. But in, in, in a gift, you could, just write, uh, you could just write a document. And why over here did he write uh, it's sold to you? He wants to strengthen them as if he bought it. So now we learned in the Mishnah Obah Hazaka. The Hazaka works also when buying land. because the pasuk says near mea that Gedaliah uh, ben Ahikam, told whoever was left in uh, in Eretz Yisrael after the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash. tefastem sit in the cities that you grabbed onto. how did you grab onto a city? Bishiva by sitting there. Meaning that's the Hazaka. You sitting over there caused the acquisition. The very Bishma'el Tana, he learns it from actually a real pasuk from the Torah. You inherit it, and then you sat there. He explains the pasuk as follows. How did you inherit the land? By sitting over there, and that shows you the Hazakah works with land. Next, movable assets. The only way you can buy it is by pulling onto it, uh, actually grabbing it how do we know? When selling the, uh, one thing to the other, or to one person to the other, or you're buying from the hand of your friend. The fact that it says, uh, it shows that it's something that can be moved from one hand to the other. The only way to, to acquire it is by actually grabbing onto it. Okay, what about what about Rabbi Hanan, who said that from the Torah, Money acquires, money works. How's he going to explain our Mishnah? What's he going to say? So, and again, the Gemara explains. Rabbi Yochanan will tell you that our Mishnah is talking according to the Takana of Hachamim. Hachamim made a Takana that money should not work on movable objects. The reason is this is going back to Gemara in Baba Metzia that if someone buys wheat from someone. And it's in, and the wheat is still in the storage house. It it does not belong to someone just by paying. It doesn't belong to the buyer. Why? Because if that uh, factory goes on fire, a person might tell him, "Listen, um, I don't I don't owe you anything because uh, your uh, your wheat that you paid for was in that factory. It got burnt, and I'm sorry." So Hachamim didn't like that. So they made a takana that when it comes to movable property it does not belong to the buyer until the buyer actually pulls it. He does a Meshicha. And Rabbi Yohanan is telling us that our Mishnah is talking according to Takanat Hachamim. It's not, according, not talking according to the Deoraita. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Nechasim She'en laim Ahrayut assets that can be moved, can be bought with assets that can't be moved with land. So uh, the, the table and chairs can be bought with the, the house that is being sold. And Menahem Yilé. How do we know this? Amar Cheskiyah de Amar Kirab, because the pasuk this is talking about the Oshafat giving the land and all of his uh, assets to his children. Veiten lehem Abihem Matanot. Their father gave them gifts. Rabot, the case of Zal Mgdanot. mesurot. He gave them the the gold and silver and everything with the the fortified cities Behuda in the area of Yehuda so you see that they bought the movable assets with the non-movable assets with the land. so now based on that we have a question do we need the movable asset in the land or not? does one have to be on top of the other so when I do the hazakah on the land I bought the table and chairs thats inside. Or even uh, if, if I bought the land, it counts even for the table and chairs that are somewhere else, and they don't need to be part of the land. So Amar Yosef Tashem Aluk. We have a Mishnah and Masechet Peah. Rabbi Akiva Almer. Rabbi Akiva says, "Karka Kol Shehu." If a person has even a small piece of land, hayevet BePeah. He's obligated to leave a corner for the poor people, Bikurim, and he's also obligated that his first fruits have to go to the Beit HaMikdash and, uh, and read the whole parashah. And he has to write a prosbul. that means at the end of the Shemitah year, all loans are negated, and people wouldn't uh, want to lend people money if they knew they weren't getting their money back because of the Shemitah. So Hillel established this thing called a prusbool where you're basically uh, giving your rights to uh, extract payment to the betin and betin sets you up as the messenger to pick it up for them and you could just keep the money and you could only write the the only if you own land so if you even have a a tiny piece of land you also have to write the prusbool and here's the important part of the brayta. And a person also has the ability to acquire um, movable proper, movable assets, even though it's only a small piece of land. Now, the i'amart bain and tries to understand this that if you hold that you need them to be piled up on that land. Well, Kol a small piece of land, what, what, what could you do with it? I mean, you can't fit anything over there. He explains, stuck a needle over there in that land that's a Kol Shehul, and he wants to be connected that needle uh, on top of that land. So Amar the Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef told uh, Rav Shmuel, "Kabastan, you just, uh, you, you just pained me, meaning you, you, that's just a bother. Meaning, La you're really telling me the Tana he, he wrote down a whole Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva wrote a whole Mishnah to teach me about a needle. So Amar Rav Hashem An Le De Ba Marginita De Shavial Fazuzeh. Rav Hashem said, Yeah, but maybe he put a diamond on top of that needle, and that the diamond could be worth a thousand zoos." And uh, maybe that's why you need to tell me even a small piece of land to get that needle with the diamond on it. Maybe not just uh, a needle, maybe it's a, a needle with a diamond on it. And in short, we don't have proof beyond reasonable doubt that that, uh, that the that the object has to be underlined or not has to be underlined. So Tashima, the Gemara tries to bring us a different brayta. Amar Malse b'Madoniyah, he was a man from Madon. Shaiyah b'Yerushalayim, he happened to be in Yerushalayim. Shaiyu lo mitel telin har, he had a lot of movable property, movable assets. Ubi kesh li tenam b'Matanani, he wanted to give it to, to people as gifts. Amru lo, Hachamim told him, En lo takana achei kneh mal gabekaraka. Hachamim told him he has no takana. The only way he's be able to give it to another person is is through uh, owning land. So what he do? do? Malsa. He went and he bought a, a land that a small piece of land the size of a Selah worth and it was near Eushaai was a cheap area Amar and he said cephon is the north part of my land Liplonikos to this person veimo, and with it he gets meatsson a hundred sheep or me haviot and a hundred barrels of vomit and he passed away themu a Ha upheld his words now the buying bar enough you hold that it needs, uh, it needs, uh, the, the movable assets have to be on that land, then, what are you going to do with, uh, with with a small piece of land like a betsela? You can't put anything on it. Uh, how are you going to put 100 barrels of wine and 100 sheep? So like am push it back. Do you really think a betsela is something worth only a selah? No, my Sela, maybe Sela I means the Nafishtuwa, it's a very big area. My why is it called Sela? The Sela. It's a bad plant. It was a cheap area. And it's hard like a Sela. Sela I means rock, not Sela, like uh, the money. So again, we are we are stuck because we don't have proof beyond doubt that the, that the, the movable assets have to be or not have to be on the land. So, Tashema, the has to bring a different proof. There was an elderly man in Yushalayim, he got sick, that means he was going to pass away. If we hold that, like Rabbiliazer Rabbi holds that when a person is on his deathbed and he's going to give something away before he passes away, he has to make a Kenyan. And some say the story was that that man was Barihaya, he was healthy, and Kerabanan. And like Rabbanan, and and hold, uh, Merah, someone who's going to pass away does not need, uh, need to do a kinyan in order to, uh, to give over land, only a healthy person. So, in, in, in whatever the case was, uh, a kinyan had to be made. So, whatever the story was with this man, he had a lot of movable objects, and he wanted to give it as a gift. And they told them. They told them. The only, the only way to have this man give over his things is through the land. So what this man do? He went in a good bon area that you're able to uh, plant a quarter of a kav of wheat near Yerushalayim. Vi'amar and he said, Tefah Tefa Liploni. He said, Tefah, why tefah area over there, it belongs to this person. Vi'ahimu and with it, he gets meat sonu mea chabiot, a hundred sheep, a hundred barrels of wine. Then he passed away. Vikim Hachamime de Barather Hakamim upheld his words. Now, Vi'i Amar Bainan Siburin Tefa Hal Tefah Lemachazin. If you hold they have to be on that land, and if he's only giving him a tefah and buy a tefah, then What's he going to do, where's he going to fit all the, the those sheep and all those barrels of wine? You can't fit them on the Te'farate box. Obviously, you don't need to have them on the land, but they can not push us back. No. <laughs> maybe when we say a hundred barrels of wine and a hundred sheep, maybe we're just talking about the money worth of them, maybe not the, the actual sheep and the actual wine. Maybe we're just talking cash, you could put cash over there. And <laughs> Mistaba, it makes sense to say it's cash. If you really want to say we're talking about actual 100 sheep and actual 100 barrels of wine, why don't you just trade it for something? Let that man give you a dollar and you'll give him 100 sheep and 100 uh, barrels of wine and, and make life easy. But the grandma pushes back, that's not a proof because of You want to say it's cash because of the you could just make a uh, trade with money? Why don't you just pull it? Pull one sheep, pull one barrel of wine, and that would have saved us uh, a big headache. Ella, we have to explain. You have to say that the person who was going to accept it wasn't here to do the Meshikah. Well, then I can answer back. That the person accepting the gift wasn't here to do the Halifin. And now we're back to the same, uh, to the same question. So the Gemara is asking, So why don't you have someone else to pick it up for him? So let's say Reuven's not here, he's on the plane getting to Eretz Israel. So have Yosef do the Meshicha for him and tell him, Listen, Yosef, you're going to pick this up and it's going, to, and, and, and Reuven is going to uh, own it. The problem is, that old man who's giving the gift, he didn't trust Yosef or anyone else with uh, his money. He thought, Shamit who's going to take uh, from the sheep and the wine? He's going to eat it for himself. He's going to, he's going to drink it himself. So why does Hachamim say he doesn't have a Takana? What, is, so what does that mean? He only needs to do it with the land. So then explains, this is what really happened over there. Because he doesn't trust anyone, then there's no other way for him to give a gift to the guy who's not here he has to uh, give it to him through the karka through the land and uh, through this back and forth we don't have proof beyond doubt that uh, the the amovable object has to be on the land or not have to be on the land so tashema, the grammar brings a different proof ma'asebe rabban Gamliel, uzkenim b'Aim rabban Gamliel and a group of elderly rabbis they were on the boat and rabban Gamliel remembered that he didn't uh, give maaser on his crop in his house and he forgot to tell uh, the people over there to do ma'asir for him. And one of two things happened, either like uh, Tosfot and Rashi explained that he was worried that uh, someone might eat from the the ma'asir part of the crop because they thought, listen, he's the rabbi, for sure he left the house with giving ma'asir, or like the Me'iri explained, that Rabban Gamliel left before the harvesting season and uh, only now it's the the harvesting season, so now he could give maaser. Whatever the case is, but he, he he wasn't there to give it. So Kenim. the shani the that I'm one going to take off. Natun loli The first master I'm going to take off is going to go to Yoshua. The master Yishon goes to Levi. Yoshua ben Hananiah is a Levi. It's going to go to him. We know that he tried helping with the gates of the, the Beit Hamikdash, and uh, they told him, No, your your job is to be a watchman. You're a Levi. So that's how we know. Umkomo and the area wherever the Masir is, I'm renting it to Yeshua Ben Hananiah. So this way it could be his land and anything on it he could get. Ve'isurah yer lamod. And the next ma'asir that I'm going to give, which is, remember, it was probably year three or six of the Shemitah cycle, and he's supposed to give it to a uh, to a poor person. So, natun lo Akiva ben Yosef. I'm giving it to Rabbi Akiva. why he would give out tzedakah. He's going to acquire it for the aniim, uh, the and then he's going to give it to them later. And I'm giving him that area of land. I'm renting it to him so he could uh, acquire anything that's on top of it. By the way, Tosfot asks, what, what about the uh, Magidola? And they said he probably did it uh, at, the, at the granary. So we don't have to worry about that. Now, bottom line is, It sounds like you do need uh, the movable object to be on that property. Zegumar says, no, Shani Hatam over there, the case was different. He didn't want to trouble the rabbis one time, they come back, they would have to now come pick it up and bring it back home, where they going to fit all the stuff in their house, so he just rented them the spot, he didn't say for how long he's renting it, and they could come pick it up whenever they feel like it. Bottom line is we still don't have a proof beyond doubt that the movable object has to be on or not have or not on that land, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem na'ulam. amen ve-amen.